everyone, listen to me. We've all been deceived. We need to calmly head towards the exit. Welcome to the Banana Bread and Circus Republic with Crispy and Tono. Your hosts for the end of the world or whatever we're looking at. We're looking at the reset. Yeah, it's uh, we're gonna be fine, ladies and gentlemen. So strap in and join us to recalibrate the soul as we explore the ether and ethics of our evolution. In the space between spaces, there's an intelligence that guides our values and our judgments, which determines who we are, what we're doing, and where we're going. Follow your nose and think for yourself. Don't make me show you how good I am with my left hand. You <laughs> I bet fuck. you have a kick-ass left hook, sir. Well. When you want to. Oh, hooks? I thought you said hand. I thought you were accusing me of not being good with my left hand. And yeah. I'm no, good enough with my left hand when need be. I might not be able to sign my name. Legibly. but I can't sign my name. Name legibly with my left hand. Have you heard the, you know, like, the more shit you practice, the more mundane shit you practice with your left hand, the the more, or your non-dominant hand, the more you become more ambidextrous? Yeah, I have heard it's something that you can learn. Oh, yeah. I've also heard that yeah. it's to be truly ambidextrous is to do it as well than your quote unquote dominant most and and most people that are ambidextrous aren't born that way i don't think i think most people that are ambidextrous you know they they practice it some people are born like actually ambidextrous but it's very low percentage but i think most people have to you know you start with like smaller mundane tasks and work build your way out from there you know i taught my took me until i was like 22 25 probably to know how to throw a good spiral with a football and like five years later i taught myself how to how to do it with my left hand but it was it was through like it was over like a course of like two months of just you know like slowly mimicking you know like what what this side does versus what this side doesn't know how to do yet you know like just step for step like the entire art the whole process but yeah like yeah when it when it comes from your core it's like you have to you have to mimic that, but just the opposite way. Well, it's it, really, and really. It, co- it, it comes from even below the core. It comes from the ground, you know, because, like, first thing you do is you step out with that foot, you know, to throw. Yeah. Just just like a pitcher does in baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you your, shift your, your, shift your, your weight. stance is changing as your upper body is starting a process. 
Right. So, so you can follow through and have that like, right. right to the periphery, like fingertip. And I, you know, I still can't throw it near as far as I can with my right hand, but like I can actually throw a spiral accurately, you know, ha- maybe half the distance, which, yeah. you know, I, I, nothing I could do before I, you know, actually put my mind to actively teaching my other side of my body to do things, you know, so. Mm. How you doing, sir? It takes practice. Um, I'm doing okay. We started off um, talking about death, and well, got me got me all like that was a while ago. Depressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm starting to become more aware of things like how things exist, like in terms of therapies, like. You know, you have grief counseling, you have, you know, depression meds, you have like a lot of that, obviously. You have, um, you know, just general counseling. But the thing that stands out for me in this moment, um, just having lately, having to go through a period of loss, we all do at some point or another. And you've had a loss, a number of them. And there's things you live long enough, you do. Yeah, of course. Right, and it goes back to that whole saying of uh, better to have loved, uh, loved and lost, loved and than lost, never to have loved at all. Exactly. Yeah. And I was talking with my brother about that recently because um, it had been on my mind then uh, that I once heard that when we experience loss, deep loss it actually gives us the capacity to love more. Uh, yes. No, absolutely. Like as long as as long as you're able to process it properly. You right. Know, if if you can process loss properly, it 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 gives you more capacity and depth for love, more compassion, more empathy, more understanding, more patience, more strength. It it's one of those things that, you know, as the animal that we are, being, you know, the most cerebral animal on the planet, that we understand loss and death more than any other animal does. It's a really unique point. And, and it's it- probably the only thing that we understand better than they do. Because there was this, on top of all those therapies I just mentioned, all those whatever quote-unquote treatments, like grief counseling, all those things, Mm. uh, they have um, people like uh, death therapists, people who basically specialize in- Death the rapists. Just saying, folks. Never heard of that before. Well, spell it out. Death rapists. Death the rapists. Oh shit! Oh, the rapist therapists. Huh? That's so fucked up. Come on, you never fucking. No, are you dude, serious? I never put that two and Jesus two together. Christ! I know. You, I'm so absent-minded. okay. You can't spell manslaughter without man's laughter. I've heard that before. I don't know. I guess I don't count 
letters very well. No, it's fine. It's, everybody's <laughs> brains work differently. But that's I mean, so that's so interesting. Death therapist. So therapists at all? Oh, you you thought that sign said therapist? No, it said the rapist. I don't know. I've gotten a lot out of therapy. Before. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to sh- poo poo on them at all. Yeah, I'm not. That's a that's a really interesting because there's symbolism and like all that numerology stuff that the subconscious may pick up on. Once you let somebody into your brain to that extent, you really have to trust them. No. Oh, for sure. In fact, I didn't start to have like genuine what some people may call breakthroughs um, until I was like maybe four years in. No. Like till then, it was just small talk. No. Or at least only scratching the surface of some of the deep welts inside me. Therapy is what religion used to be for people. You know, like. People used to be able to put their their faith and their their you know their you know worries of the unknown. They used to be able to put it in all all one place, and that was called religion. And you know, more and more people are living without that. More and more people are you know going inwards to an extent but they're using other people to do it. So it's, uh, I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's case by case, but case by case can yeah. be good or bad. Exactly. Uh, I think right. It's, right. It can lead down a dark road. That's for sure. And a codependent, a good counselor, a good therapist, fucking awesome. You know, they can do miracles, but you know, somebody not quite in touch can, do great harm i agree yeah and just like you know somebody that like like a practice practitioner in reflexology you know like one of those people that can you know reach all of your your endocrine your button nerves through your foot right if if they don't know yeah. what they're doing they can press a lot of the wrong buttons yeah dude foot reflexology i i see a excellent massage therapist i actually haven't gone in a long time i really need to i keep thinking i need a massage i mean and i used to do the foot reflexology and that shit is fucking crazy and it, just, it like put me in a trance and, and just right but they probably knew what they were doing and i sure were, hope so <laughs> and they were they were doing a, a, a moral you know effort towards it you know like yeah same thing with like acupuncturists like like if an acupuncturist wanted to, they could be a fucking great assassin. But if they also wanted to, they can do people a mm. lot of good. Yeah, it's a great way of putting it. In terms of, you know, you're either a rapist or you are You either have morals and ethics good. or you don't. Yeah, a doer of good or just simply you get off for whatever reason on Here's to morals taking and ethics. Advantage. I agree. Yeah, man, taking advantage. Like, people just take advantage of situations. They're either control freaks or they're just deeply wounded themselves. And they're looking for to fill that void through finding something to basically siphon energy from. I mean, let's, let's, say, that's, let's say that's a third of the population. 
you know, population that wants to manipulate, <coughs> wants to, you know, not necessarily even wants to. They just don't know how to do anything other than that because it's been done to them, you know, whatever it might be, whether it's, you know, you know, like fucking people out of money, fucking people out of, they're just not trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And then you've got a third of the population that's, they're, they're hit or miss. They're, you know, trustworthy half the time. They're not trustworthy the other half the time. It really, it's all situational. Yeah. And then you've got a third of the population that, you know, like, it could be a stranger, you know, like, and they'd give you the fucking <coughs> shirt off their back, so so to speak, you know, that, so, that, that kind of deal. Yeah. Like, I, th- I like, I could see that. The rule of thirds based on like just individual character i mean yeah it's never as it's never as black and white as you know good or bad so yeah i mean it can be in in the in the moral sense i think that morally we can definitely make we can draw a certain uh discernment or conclusion on based certain, on, on certain things sure yeah and but, most of the most of the time it's based on how people decide but i think we're getting to the point where it's going to be how people think is going to what's going to divide people because we're getting so close and pe- it's pe- things are speeding up so fast right oh god the thought Too like just fast. the thought and intention behind like even when you do something good it still comes off as not actually good well, like really here, it's like here, a, what's happening right now is people aren't thinking they're just listening to their their echo chambers their their vacuums of thought and they're letting that reinforce what was once their own thoughts but no longer exist and then those echoes in their own chasms of a fucking skull are leading to actions that they aren't willing to pay for you know and it's no excuse, you know, it, like, sadly, we don't realize right now that both sides of the aisle in this country are being propagandized the fuck out of, against each other, mm-hmm. and to the point where they're trying to dissolve the center, you know, which is, I think, where you and I lie, you know, like, I consider myself a centrist, I you know, I'm neither red nor blue. I'm I'm not fucking purple. I'm not right or left. You know, like I don't I don't vote for politicians. I vote for policies. You know, but at the end of the day, like most people are being told what to think right now because of mm-hmm. social media, because of and it's not even mainstream media anymore. Mainstream media is just about fucking dead. Yeah, mainstream media has been kind just of a dinosaur. I was just ha- I was just listening to an episode um, before the one on it was on uh, Hidden Forces, and it was before the episode on uh, capital or surveillance capitalism that I we had meant we had briefly talked about uh, yeah. Thursday. But basically, um, bef- the episode before that it was a deep dive of the look into how the media has evolved to do that very thing that you you speak of to buy 
your vote through a very specific algorithm or multiples to basically win you over and, and it, suck you in it, and then it's toy it, with things it's psychological warfare it's literally psychological <clears throat> warfare they have declared war upon us and we aren't even fucking aware of it you know as a mass that's so dangerous it's not a fucking guns and ammo war. It's a fucking right. war of the mind and the war of the fucking heart. And yeah, of the spirit. Yes. However you ha yes. War of the spirit. That's a good way of putting it. It's trying to win you over. It's spiritual warfare. And well, they're trying to take you down. They're not trying to win you over. I think win you over just so you can surrender. To what it is that they're willing to feed you. Well, if you let them win you over, it's only going to take you down. Yeah. You know, we're we're not talking the type of spiritual warfare. Thank you for thank you for clarifying that. Because you can I actually I came to this conclusion recently, actually, where not like recently, recently, but you know, within the past few years, it's been a long journey. Yeah. And yeah. you can you I kinda like think of it as like that frogger game. Where you you're literally leaping from lily pad to lily pad, so you're really just looking at these things as lily pads, not as absolutes, not as something to be revered in the moment, come hell or high water. Just think of it as a lily pad because it embodies this whole idea, this sense of impermanence. A fucking meteor or a tidal wave, a a thunderstorm could take you out tomorrow. So what are you going to do about it now, <clears throat> assuming that you're able to invest in a prosperous future for yourself and your family today? Yeah, considering what's happening with the banks, investing in a prosperous future for those who haven't already is probably a, a small percentile. Uh, you know, just Sadly, not on everyone's minds, but... Possibility. When you're living from the day to day to begin with, start there. Like that's that's totally fine. That's a lily pad. Yeah. Treat yeah, totally. and then just find other lily pads to to leap to. Because before you know it, that lily pad's going to sink. Oh. And this has always been the the final nail in the coffin as far as the the hidden principles of money to begin with. That it's not money. It's actually currency derived from the word current. Because it, it has to keep moving or it else it will die. Right. It needs to fluctuate. It has to keep moving. Yep. So the rich know this. Because they and they treat it like a currency because right. they fluctuate so quick they, or it'll lose value faster than you can spend well, it. Well they they rely on it doing that because if it didn't do that, they wouldn't have bottomed out times where they're able to make billions of dollars off of hundreds of thousands, you know? That's, yeah, that's, well, the the whole the if whole if you can buy market, low and sell high, and you know that fucking drop is coming, and you have all those billions to buy low, then those are the times that you're going. Most money in modern day has been made during times of recession. Oh yeah, and that's it's been through sure. investment. Yeah, it's it hasn't been through ingenuity. It hasn't been through creation. It hasn't been through design. You know, it hasn't been through you know job creation. None of that. It's been through 
people knowing that crash was coming. They fucking put their money in the right place right before it happens. And when it happens, we just saw it happen. And I'm sorry, people. Most of you probably don't even fucking remember this, even though it was only (laughs) three fucking years ago. But right before the COVID-19 lockdown, we had the GameStop fucking crisis, scandal, whatever you want to call it. Basically, what happened through that was the largest upward transfer of wealth in human history right before the COVID lockdowns, right before prices started going up on everything, right before everything ramped up, right before inflation, right before interest rates. And all it did was make people shit their pants and not be able to find toilet paper and then want to move out of these large cities that they thought was a good idea to fucking live in in the first place, even though, guess what? You're living in a colony. You're a fucking bug if you're in a city. Sorry. But you're, you're, you're hive-minded. And hives get disease. I'm not saying it's not a good idea to get the fuck out of the city. I'm saying it's a bad idea to move to one in the first place. And if you did, then you probably ate retard sandwiches for breakfast a couple too many mornings. But now everybody around the country is having to deal with all these fucking insufferable pricks moving out of these cities, coming to these small towns where, you know, things used to be all right. And now you've just got these fucking woke tarts everywhere and i mean i guess at least we're not el paso because you know they're they're dealing with a whole different thing thank biden there was there was definitely a massive upward transfer of wealth throughout time and people go fucking crazy and the whole hive mindedness thing yeah man um a lot of the times it's because the public is who become so highly leveraged in the first place because they had either no other choice or they were in it for, you know, after the money had already been made because the money gets made from the bottom up. And when you, when you hop out at the right time, you, you, you are the one, the first, usually it's the first ones who can actually liquidate and then, but trickling down, yeah, dude. No, Sorry. it's all it's all a shit storm. Like it's gonna be fucking crazy. You, know, you you get, you know, you've got people around here that, you know, paying three hundred grand for a house used to be a big deal. Now, three hundred grand doesn't buy you shit. Well, dude, that's but a really good. You've got people moving up from the cities where they're used to paying yeah. nine hundred grand a right. year in rent yep. for an apartment. So. Fucking paying six hundred grand for a fucking house is n- it? It sounds like a fucking bargain to them. And yeah. how could it not? People were doing like the I blinds, don't hold it against them. The blind it's, bids. Remember that shit. The it's blind still bids? going on. It's yeah. still happening. Is it? Yeah, I totally like, lost track. My mom had her place sold in three days, and that's out in the fucking middle of nowhere. Oh no shit! Yes, like it's fucking amazing. And they paid. 
you know, I forget how much over asking price. And, Whoa. you know, like, they they bought it before they even fucking actually saw it in person. Right. You know? Like, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Cause... But they were at least, you know, like, a decent family. Like, you know, like. Yeah. It, it's like almost a doppelganger of our family. It's kind of scary. Oh, that's hilarious. Not hilarious in that sense. Just no, like, no, it's fucking it's, coincidence. It's comical. That's crazy. <laughs> it's definitely comical. Yeah. You couldn't write a better script sometimes. Maybe you could. I don't know. Yeah. Dude, yeah, it's 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 wild, man. Maybe it's, Chad GPT could. It's like our sense of valuation is like you either have to wake up to that fact and at the end of the day, you know, there are sharks and there are sheep. That's typically <laughs> Sorry, you just reminded me of a it's a Futurama quote. There's two types of people in this world, sharks and sheep. You're either a shark or a sheep. Sharks never look back. Which one are you? Uh, or no, he's he's like, sharks never look back. He's like, uh, which one am I? Like, if you have to ask, you're a sheep. Sharks <laughs> never look back. If they stop swimming, they die. That goes right back to people who just, yeah, dude, you just spend, spend, and spend. Like, because that's just what our economy is built on that. Because if people were to stop spending and actually save, you know what would happen is all those, all those um, loans that were written into uh, to bring currency into existence in the first place, the interest on that debt would become would come due and big banks from the small to the little to the from the bottom to the top would begin to default and who owns that debt well you'd have to trace it and and then lead to a pretty much longer time than we have today but the banks of china though through yeah not even open market operations it's actually through all kinds of illegal loopholes that have been written into favor of China to basically sterilize the excess money inflows from exports that we've had for the last, like, I don't know, 50 plus years. Speaking of China, at this have, point, have you heard about all the fucking fake police stations they're setting up all over the planet? That's fucking amazing, dude. What is it? Made out of Legos or Ama- something? <laughs> no, no. They they look like real police stations. They operate and function kind of like real police stations. What? But they're they're strictly staffed by 100% Chinese nationals. Like basically people sent over here from China. That's and fucking and crazy. from what I understand, all that they're doing is monitoring people that have moved here from China, you know, trying to, you know, immigrate. So they're, they're, it, it's, they're basically trying to push the, the social control beyond their own borders. An agency job. One of them, of one of them got busted in New York city. Like literally fucking trying to take fucking Chinese. Like impose as Chinese a police imp- officer. No, no. They're not fucking with us. 
They're going after other Chinese people that have immigrated here. And they're trying to, like, Chinese people that have gotten away from fucking China moving here in hopes for a better life. Right. But they haven't actually, like, you know, uh, they haven't gotten their papers all, you know. Mm -hmm. They're, They're fucking with them. They're sending oh, them back. Oh, fuck, dude. That's crazy. Yeah. So, no, I was, th- I was picturing them, they're, them they're, coming in. They're to... bringing them back to China and calling them defectors. Whoa. Yeah. Well, look at that. Not the first time a government screwed over their people. Uh, On that note, let's take a quick break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hear from our, uh, our, our humble sponsors. Humbiant sponsors. If you're in the central Vermont area and you're looking for a special souvenir to take home and share with your friends and neighbors, Humbiant Fermentary's got you covered. Handcrafted from our hives to your glass, Humbiant Fermentary produces craft batches of honey wine from the heart. As humble participants of a greater community of life, they wanted to offer something simple and refreshing. Most people consider mead to be too sweet. And we agree. Too much of anything produces its counterpart. That's why they brought back the oldest fermented beverage in a bold way. By using the fruits of the world in moderation. In other words, dry meads are their thing. And in this expression in particular, the dry table Melomel, we used fresh cranberries and lemon juice in its primary ferment, bringing fruity and acidic notes to the party that pairs well with almost any home-cooked meal and good company. Enjoy chill. Cheers. So back to uh, back to China. I saw another great uh, video. You know, we've talked about social credit scores and how they're introducing that in China, and they're using China as mm. kind of a petri dish petri dish testing ground for it. Saw a video from China the other day, where. Dude is on the shitter in a public restroom, taking a dump, and he has to scan his phone to the toilet paper dispenser to get it dis- dispensed toilet paper. To qualify for it's toilet like paper. okay, yeah, no, you haven't <laughs> fucked up too much. Uh, I guess I guess you get to wipe your ass. And then I saw another video. This one was from Australia, which you know way the crow flies isn't too far from china but it was this it was this little chinese australian lady talking about oh yeah you get this chip in your arm oh it's so easy oh you just put it in oh now now i can just walk through all the scanners and mm-hmm. they just i just scan my arm and blah 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 and it's got all my information on Sw- it sweden it, has that sweden has that too Okay, with the, with the chip in the wrist in Australia, they're incentivizing people. If you get this, we'll give you a free cookie. It's fucked up. Literally, that's. God damn it! Oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah. No, literally, it's it's just yeah. it's these like little fucking carrots. But you gotta to get your carrot, you gotta do a few jumping jacks. Or... I like to call them mm, good boy points. Yeah. Right. Know? Like, but it's also ju- it's stupid because you're jumping through hoops to get likes, and you're playing. When you play for likes, when you play for the imagery 
of a thing. You don't actually work on the actual thing you're supposed to be doing. I don't know. Let me. So. I We talked a little bit about I wanted to tie things back to also even like skills, like real skills, yeah, like yeah. social media. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. People can are you skilled. start a fire? Can you can you purify water? Can you do you know how to clean a fish? Do you know how to? Yeah. Like. I mean, I guess, yeah, so I guess... Do you just know to how be, to do your taxes? Just, yeah. <laughs> well, just to be fair, I mean, yeah, you can have a skill in anything. So, skilled at social media, okay, cool. But what if, what if, what if like, an electromagnetic pulse were to go off, well, then everything would be temporarily shut down, or potentially even all that data, all that, that whole stream, that whole there, lab, all that labor would be lost i think there's useful talents and understandings of certain systems which is what i would quantify this as and then there's skills and by skills i think we're we're talking about the same thing you know like yeah what if an emp happened what if this what if that you talked what about if, you talked about investing do you being know? like the it wasn't the people who got rich just overnight just through all the craziness happening. No, it was because of an investment well, that occurred well before the craziness yeah, happened. I mean, yeah, they oftentimes, unfortunately, it's people in positions where they pay enough to know that there's a slump coming and they're aware of it and they have the capital to to actually maximize their profit profit off of it so i mean we're not talking about your average citizens when it comes to like the 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 profiteering off of you know catastrophe yeah but every catastrophe is an opportunity for profit and that's an old saying by all these rich old blue blood fucks yeah, I definitely don't want to... A lot to, of which need to be uh, strung up. Well, a lot of them... I mean, we were talking earlier about schizophrenia. Uh, a lot of them have undiagnosed, like, traumas as well. Oh, it's funny. If you go into their family's histories, a lot of them have siblings that have been fucking straight up locked away Whoa. because of that shit. Because there's so much inbreeding, there's so much... There's so much, you know, family infighting. There's, at the end of the day, like, none of these families are, like, hospitable places to raise children. And children end up getting raised in them. And they either become successful sociopaths or they fucking crack and go into a fucking ward somewhere. Wow. Yeah, dude. The mind goes can go deep, and the damage goes even deeper. Yeah. So it's no. like um, schizophrenia is a protective. So I don't. I don't want to. Sometimes. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No. 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 There. You don't uh, want to though. Well, <laughs> you don't. You, no. 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 I, I was just yeah. trying to bring you back to what you were exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. You're. Um. Uh. The. Uh, I don't want to necessarily excuse those uh, the people who are at the top where that like you state the the blue blood 
the money call, and the, families. The social parasites have, that rule us, whatever you have, want to call yeah, them. Yeah, have done horrific things to get to where they are and stay there. And, and to, it's all it's to a, condition their families to continue it, yeah. too. So I feel well. like because it goes so far back, it's almost as if these are based on these traditions that are so dated. Like, oh, it, it, when goes, the stars, it goes thousands of years back. When the sky was even different, like way yes, different. Yes, yes. Back, we're talking back before fucking June, June, July, and August were in our fucking calendars, or at least July and August, because that's when Julius and Augustus, you know, basically created their own months. Thanks, Rome. Like it used to be ten months, and now it's twelve. July and August didn't used to exist. So anybody doing any sort of astrology that's trying to do it accurately, if they're doing it off of a 12-month month calendar, they're fucking up, probably. Yeah, I've always been curious about that because back, like, with the Mayan calendar, um, when that was depicted, it was a... Back when they used to worship Saturn as a second sun. Okay. Interesting. But go on. Sorry. Well, it, was a, it wasn't it a 13-month calendar because it was a perfect, like, 360 because it it used 360 as like a base as a marker because it did a it did a 360 around the sun so each day was a marker on this specific calendar and it was a calendar that was turned with the i think it was the tune calendar t-u-n that it was like a spoken gear uh mechanism that I mean, gave I, them i know they were tuned into shit <clears throat> I, I'm not familiar with it otherwise. It, well, so. it gave them the coordinates for certain alignments, like with the, the planets and the stars. And and, and these are this planet. We're not necessarily talking the Mayans, but we're definitely talking the people who built the Mayan architecture that the Mayans probably took over. I don't know, because the calendar supposedly predates Atlantis. And here's the thing. I was I was just talking to one of our our fellow buddies earlier about this. They're starting to think more and more that Atlantis wasn't one place. It was a mm. multitude of places around the world, mm. these seafaring people. And it because we're starting to find, you know, more and more places that you know, have these concentric ring circle city looking developments, you know, places that could have once housed cities on concentric rings now buried underwater. But that's also kind of leading towards how we have and why we have pyramids on every fucking continent is because you know we had this ancient civilization that was seafaring they were able to make it anywhere around the globe they wanted they had the technology to build these things called pyramids we still don't have an, a true understanding of what the pyramids were even designed for mm -hmm. you yeah know, some like say they were <clears throat> some say that it goes back to like storage mechanisms some say it was 
aligned with the Fibonacci sequence, and it was supposed they're to all, it was supposed to optimize Earth's energy from the sun in relation to the sun. And they're so all forth. aligned in very specific celestial patterns. We know that, but the Egyptian uh, uh, Department of Antiquities or whatever the fuck they call it, basically, you know, like the the people that want to control Egyptian history in Egypt, I forget what the department's called, antiquities, something like that, whatever. The fact is, uh-huh. they want the mainstream narrative to exist. They want everybody to think, oh, well, every pyramid was built for, you know, some, some you know, king, mm-hmm. you know, just as a, a basic burial chamber, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. What we know is the people that did all the hieroglyphs on the inside of them weren't the same people that put them together because the hieroglyphs themselves hmm. interesting were done with more rudimentary tools with less precision than the blocks themselves and we're talking giant fucking blocks and we're talking millions of them so per the, pyramid so the language contained in these historical landmarks do not predate the, the the egyptian hieroglyphs chances are when they say the egyptians didn't build the build the pyramids they're not you know they definitely didn't they they took them over like like sam tripoli on tinfoil hut says it's like it's like all the bears moving into fucking houses in Flint, Michigan, you know, that have been locked up, you know, they they just bang the door down, the bear moves in, and all of a sudden the bear's like, hey, check out this fucking sweet house I built, you know, they, mm-hmm. the, I think there's so much about our ancient past that we just simply we can only speculate about at this point, where at least, we at least don't have we either don't have the evidence or it's not being fully revealed or the dots haven't been fully connected yet. If we do have the evidence, I think chances are we don't even have all we can see are puzzle pieces or keys that are missing. And we have no idea where these keys. I think it's intentionally hidden history. That's an interesting concept. You think because our benevolent, like super scientists, alien, extraterrestrial or malevolent. Well, I guess you could look at it either way. Some no. people consider benevolence just because, like, um, if so, they're trying to hold you from the truth, trying to create a, a a nicer, rosier image. Well, I think it goes back to like, why do drugs exist? Like, why because is there bliss in nature using drugs through a ex- chemical compound? Drugs exist process? because we have receptors for them in our brains. Exactly. So, where did those receptors come from? Our neurology. But where did that come from? Our evolution. Where did that come from? Time. Yes, it happens through time. And our relationship with these neurochemicals. So let me give you an example. Okay. Ancient past, predating animals of any kind. All there is is algae and fungi and plants. In terms of multicellular organisms. Right, right. Multicell. 
Well, here, I still am trying to map this out, too, because it's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, it's a thought experiment. Let's Dennis do McKenna it. has, so he's an ethnobotanist. Let's take a trip, folks. Who talks about the phylogenic history and its relationship with serotonin, with light receptors, and how this correlates with the neuroreceptors of, uh, or the neurotransmitter serotonin that links with those receptors okay so stay with <laughs> stay with me folks i'm staying with you i'm just i'm just thinking about when my <laughs> wife hears this episode she's gonna be like who the fuck am i married to oh oh boy it's gonna be good though i could tell her who, she, who she's married to no you can't <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think i like that the mystery anyway um yeah, so Dennis uh, provides a very kind of kind of a theatric speculation of the relationship of our evolutionary past predating any kind of animal, and so this being put into motion through the plants receiving their energy from the sun. Their food comes from the sun. They eat photons. They absorb light Photo, they use that photosynthesis exactly and that light those light receptors are the ones that are closely i think homologous well, <laughs> similar yeah, sure. in nature to the serotonin receptors that we possess that we have that gives us the uh it's why we feel good in the sun yeah it's like why we why we have that Feeling of how we get that feeling of bliss and, and our parasympathetic nervous system and sympathetic nervous system can like come into balance and harmony via our dicks the, are shaped like mushrooms. I'm sorry, people, but come on. Who are we arguing with? Sorry, sorry. I, I just there are so many with that. so many parallels. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just just that that relationship alone doesn't necessarily explain why we have why we are able to have a drug experience, but I invite you guys to look into this because, oh, excuse me, because the serotonin molecule is basically kind of a cousin to the most uh, abundant and most simple, but also the most potent psychedelic known to exist. DMT. Yes. Yes. And they... And it, it, <coughs> Happens when we dream, when we're born. Yeah, it's one of the most. Die. It's one of the most bioavailable uh, psychedelic chemicals. I encourage everybody out there, but especially myself. And by saying that, I don't encourage anybody. I'm just talking about what I enjoy. But don't drink alcohol after dinner. Don't eat dinner within three hours of falling asleep. And if you do, eat a lot of raw garlic. Mm. Why? Garlic in general, like, will give you some crazy fucking dreams. Whoa. But raw garlic especially. Does it have, like, any kind of relationship to, like, what ayahuasca, what makes ayahuasca ayahuasca? Like, the 5-MeO, or, or uh, like, whether, whether like the, right, does it have an, 
enzyme inhibitor or whatever. Right. Yeah. Does it have a yeah. IMO. Or, so it can yeah. actually yeah I bypass don't, the I don't know uh, it get into the it. bloodstream that through the digestive system. That could be it. I don't know. But that's interesting. Because DMT has also been very closely linked to like the dream state as well. So that's fascinating. Oh, fuck yeah. That's very unique. I mean, yeah, and and DMT and five MEO is you know two slightly different things, but I I I think at the end of the day they're both yeah I think I'm very getting, therapeutic. I'm getting if you my use them properly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I I'm kn- getting. I know a guy that used to crystallize DMT in his kitchen and then snort it on top of a roof while he was ripping off shingles. That's not a healthy way to use it. But you know if you're not on a roof snorting DMT, then you're probably good. <laughs> yeah, do not advise using DMT. No, no I'll, I'll tell you all the ways not to use it. How about that, kids? We'll, we'll, we'll put that in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if, 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 any, if anybody wants to call in and, you know, give, in, give some personal advice, you know, how not to abuse certain chemicals. We'll, we'll we'll open some phone lines here in a couple episodes or so. We're gonna we're gonna get a hotline going. And uh more technology. Yep, yep. But uh I'd I'd love to hear from some of you lunatics as to you know, how not to drown your spouse when you're blacked out in a uh, PCP rage or something of that sort, you know? Yeah, or just not doing DMT on a roof. Well, at least it wasn't PCP. So I That's guess, for you know. sure true. Yeah, because DMT... Speaking of which, do you have any PCP? I do not. Yeah, me either. Sucks. I know, we shit out of luck. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. Not on mine, but that's okay. <laughs> Not on mine. <laughs> Although I would love to try ayahuasca. I haven't done ayahuasca before. You've done DMT, though. I've done DMT. I've done DMT, and I've obviously done, you know, psilocybin well, cubensis and all kinds of them. Yeah. What'd you say? Psilocybin? Psilocybin uh, cubensis. You goddamn nuggets. I like to nerd out with my mushrooms. He does. The Latin names. They have such fun names. Psilocybin. So fun to say. If you if you wanted to break it down line wise, well, it's interesting because I I defer to cubensis only because it's not just psilocybin when you take it. It's a, a bunch of other com- compounds, and yeah. one of them is psilocin. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, psilocin, which is mostly the fiber found in the mushroom itself, the mm-hmm. psilocin. Mm. But it's it's found in the fibers. Interesting. It's it's one of the things that makes you get that like uh, I might have to shit feeling. Dude, I could give you the f- most fucked up story. Well, while we were so remote camping out here, yeah. Oh, oh my should, god, we gotta, dude. we gotta do that this year. So we remote camped, and we had like for whatever reason, do we have dude, the balls to do an episode from out there with our wives? I don't know about with our wives. We could try. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that was the question. We could try. I know we could do it without I don't know. them. Would they chime in? You think they would chime in? Do you think they wouldn't? I well, I could see I could see I could definitely see Come on. Come on. Your girl tuning in, chiming in. But and, and, I don't know about mine. She's pretty she's pretty reserved. I would say let's let's think about let's toss that around. 
we there's there's a couple you know ground rules we need to lay out for them you know obviously you know like minimal names you know uh, i i i wouldn't put too many parameters around it i'll just let it be what it's going to be because we can always fix shit sure either in post or if it becomes too much of a hassle we can just add a disclaimer yeah, no, we you can know, we can save themselves from themselves. We can definitely post. let yeah, we and we can definitely let them know that we're not quite there yet, but yeah. that's okay. And you know, I'm willing to explore that. But so we went remote camping, and for whatever reason, we thought it was a good idea to have a charcuterie board for dinner before the night before. Well, I thought it was a good idea to eat them the same night that we had that meal planned. Um. Got some geese in the background. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know what that was? Right behind, right above my my uh, ep- apiary. Aw, aw. Anyway, sorry, folks. We're gonna be fine. Canadian gusses. Uh, for whatever reason, I thought it was a good idea to eat these things after that particular dinner because that dinner had like you know blue cheese and jams and with you ate some mushrooms after after and. My God, my my belly was doing the craziest. It was like this fucking civil warfare. Oh, yeah. But you know what's funny is it was probably super good for your gut biome. Well, here's what happened after. I was like, oh, man, I got to go lie down somewhere because I really like don't feel good. Thank God, no. <laughs> Thank God, no. No, what I did was I just like was like, all right, I got to go lie down. And I went in the hammock and then within like, I don't even know, like a minute. I was I just had this intense wave. Wave of uh wave wave. A wave wave. Of uh just nausea. And out of nowhere, fucking just went for it, dude. Projectile vomited oh, like no. at least eight feet from Have you ever me. done that on mushrooms? I mean mushrooms like before? dude, projectile. I mean had you ever I done that on mushrooms before? I don't remember projectile vomiting i've definitely thrown up on mushrooms mushrooms. before but i mean who hasn't right were you already tripping at this at this point or was it starting to kick so this was really interesting so it it had it barely kicked in at that point i could feel it in my fingertips went full afterwards but dude it was like yeah it 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 invig it like galvanized the trip yep it was wild oh yeah and so I just hung out in the water on the tube, just like with one half paddle from the kayaks, just like going in circles out in the, it was gorgeous <laughs> that night. Fucking open sky on the, on the res, just like chilling, dude. It was so much fun. It. Yeah. Just of like course. goleming around the fucking lake, just like, uh, moonlight. <laughs> oh, just uh. like going in circles. And I was easily, you know, just like out way out in the water to like, yes. I had to paddle back, you know? Just kind of let the current oh, take me. I can't wait to get out there this year. My wife was not happy, though. She was like, what the fuck, Chris? Like, <laughs> the bears. Because she always is so paranoid about the bears. She's like, well, now for sure a bear will come. I was like, yep, you're right. Let's bury this thing. So we just, like, spent, like, <laughs> five what, minutes, like, burying my puke. <laughs> 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 just just like I was like thinking, oh, you burying your dinner? Were you burying your trash? You burying your- It was my dinner. 
We're burning some charcuterie, folks. <laughs> Fucking Blah. blue cheese cubensis. Go get it. Go get it, fungi in the ground. Well, the best part is, like, whatever bear might have eaten that probably tripped a little afterwards. Well, too. it's funny because my trip took an interesting philosophical turn, and I seriously thought that the mushroom wanted me to throw up to spread its spores. Yeah, they do. Like, that's one of the reasons why a lot of people throw up. Yeah, I totally got that. Like, that sense of yeah, that like, that was happening. I mean, and honestly, you know, like, once it hits your stomach acid, especially after you chew it, your mucus is also part of your digestive system in the sense that your mucus prepares food to be digested. It, it has certain enzymes in it that starts breaking shit down before it gets to your stomach acid. Mm. But that being said, like, even after all that, there's still absolutely a few spores left in, you know, those mushroom caps that you eat. Mm-hmm. The fucking things exist. They, they'll survive in space, you know? Like Yeah, they're pretty resilient. They're one of the most resilient forms of life we know of. So I should go back to that spot in a couple years because it will have been, I don't know, almost a decade. I don't know what year we're in. Anyway, I'll go back there eventually, and we'll see if there's if it took to getting, you know, rooted. I, I mean, there's easier ways to find mushrooms if that's what you... I, I, curiosity no i'm just thinking yeah yeah, just purely for science just to like see if that's actually a thing because how could i mean there's you can't just it's not as easy as just inoculating on the ground and then it you just expect life is going to happen no no it's it's actually a huge fucking shit shot as far as whether or not it takes Doing them controlled in a controlled environment is still a giant shit shot. Like, yeah, if you I agree. Want, if you want to like professionally grow mushrooms, the amount of work that you have to go through to make sure everything is like literally spick and span devoid of any other bacterial contaminant. You know, like yeah, you like you you're you're putting shit through. You know, like uh pressure cookers you're you're like and and we're talking you know the 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 substrate substrate. that you're putting it through yeah sterilized right that's what this this these wine caps that i just inoculated with the wine cap spawn underneath the apple tree today they were okay they i had to make sure yeah like i didn't pressure cook that shit because it's like it's a mycorrhizal mushroom and also cubensis is as well which is unique but the fact that it's in like just a beautiful bed, like that's what they're meant for. That's what they're game for. They like wood chips, you know. Yeah, like, hard, hard. It has wood. the acids they want. It. Yeah. yeah, something. Yeah, I'm not an expert, but hell, Me I just either. I like to. Yeah, I like to just experiment and just fucking, yeah, inoculate shit. That's where it started with the with the mead making and cider making and yeah. Cheers, bro. Cheers, sir. Mm. Yeah. So, just to recap, um, I think what's going to matter most going into the new world as it continues to transform itself and we just ride these waves of extremes. The new world is yet to develop, too. 
Yeah. Let's let's keep that. It's a in creation. Mind. It's it's developing underneath us. It's like it's like sand, in 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 the wake. You know, like mm-hmm. if if you move your feet, there go your footprints. All of a sudden, a new world. If you stay rooted, we don't necessarily have to have a new world. And by new world, I mean new world order. And it's something that we should try to avoid to our best potential because we're the ta- agenda of others. I'm we're gonna... we're talking about right. We're yeah. talking about one hundred percent no ownership. They want to feed your children bugs. They want to let your children, you know, take whatever drugs they want to take. Like they don't care about you. And the more you care about them, the bigger of a problem we're going to have. Not we as in you and us, but we as in the global constituency. Yeah, and I think even just being ignorant to the fact, not even like, because most people don't give a shit about them. Well, there's... They don't know that what they're doing is actually, they're just... There's ignorance, which is chosen blindness. And then there's naivete, you know, where, you know, people just, they don't know enough to know enough, which is fine. You know, that's not their fault. But mm-hmm. ignorance is its own problem because, yeah, it's, yeah, that's people putting blinders on themselves yeah. to you know, just get through the day. Because it goes back to, like, we're all somehow in grief about something. Um, we're all kind of going through something within ourselves like we said earlier like the the schizophrenia thing those genes exist in every single one of us it's just a matter of the environment triggering it's a capability that everybody has yes it's an it's a matter of the environment triggering it to come into existence now here's what separates us from the quote-unquote wildlife animals is that the environment does trigger it in other animals for sure not to say that schizophrenia exists across the world we could go Okay, like up and down that whole train of uh, it doesn't madness. exist. It doesn't exist across the whole animal world, but exists across the whole human world in the sense that it's the it's one of the most extreme outcomes of our fight or flight as a human. But what I'm thinking is, it actually goes back to the perception. Yes. Of those things, absolutely. So as humans, we have mirror neurons. We have a whole complex like neuro database of storage of memories of you know everything from muscle memories to trauma to but how many times think about this how many times have you perceived something as something where you've questioned how you're perceiving it and then you are physically confirmed that you're perceiving it that way physically physically confirmed that you're perceiving it correctly right Generally, it's when you do something, uh, well, physical, but it's generally when you do it and you know that you've done a good job. I'm talking about, I'm talking about traumatic cases, though. Well, like in that's the, what, like, like I said, it can go either way. Right. It can, it you can, it can fucking traumatize you and lock onto those cells and keep you there. Some people, 
Right. Some people are able to compartmentalize and grow from it and, and, you know, you know, create a stronger psychic. So physically, I don't know. Foundation for themselves. And some people crumble and then they catch themselves by creating, you know, alter, you know, psyches for themselves, i.e. schizophrenia, Mm -hmm. you know, schizoaffective. Yeah. Which is similar to. I think in kind of the metaphysical sense of why we create the chemistry that matches the trauma to either uh, block it out or essentially create, like you said, a whole alter ego and just like it's a subconscious. Right. If you can't block it, you just erase it from yeah. by by switching over to a fucking whole new hard drive. Because basically, the, th- the thought process behind it is that. Um, we, when the healing begins is when those neuropeptides is what they're called, are able to move freely through the bloodstream. So if it's locked on, it, it'll stay there until, until there is that release. And some of it can be done through things like breath work going through the grieving process and just acknowledging just acknowledging that this happened but not have the judgment of the goodness or the badness because the polarity keeps them locked in the cells as as greg braden talks about right approaching it without judgment of you know without you know a sense of good or bad is yeah and they've done because that's that's if you if you do if you do approach it with a sense of good or bad you you're going to end up hating parts of yourself as an attempt to heal yeah you know because we talked about earlier around forgiveness but don't forget right. right and that that goes for you and it goes for for sure everybody you know like have empathy have sympathy you know if somebody fucks you over and you love them and you know they love you forgive them but don't forget they did that mm-hmm I mean, I'm still working on that lesson myself. You know, yeah, I've, I've I, got I've got some friends that I may or may not need to you know reach back out to. Not that I fucked them over, I mean, but there's yeah, there's yeah, and when it comes to friendships, distance, yeah, because you got to do that for yourself. Yeah. It comes to that again. That's that acknowledgement process because part of that is going through the grieving process because if we're looking at i'm using grieving in terms of you know i think it was a kubler ross model the five steps it starts with i think is it like anger i think it's anger and then denial and then you have bargaining where it's like you're trying to like it's just another form of denial really but it just you know you basically trying yeah yeah you're trying to buy buy your way out of yeah. Your consequences. Right. Yes. And But you're only halfway there because what comes next is depression and then acceptance. So if you can get through the depression, if you can get through any variation of those steps, you can come to acceptance. Now, I don't want to pr- like pitch this as like some religious thing, like some 12-step well, like, they process. Well, they are but, the first five of the 12 steps. But I think forgiveness is, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's uh that's, that, that's the, where that the accept the acceptance is part of 
the acknowledgement, in my opinion. Like, it's that ability to look at it Acceptance is also part of the depression, too. You know? Yeah. I mean, I could see that. But then are you you still in depression at that point? Well, that's... I think that's to every given case, you know? Like, there's certain things that people... If you're actually going to go through this as a true healing process and you're actually going to accept things as truthfully as you need to for yourself, then there's a pretty big chance that over time, certain people are going to be able to accept those things, but they're not going to be able to get over the depression of what happened. Because, I mean... Because that's part of not forgetting. Well, to some degree, it's part of the trauma, you know, it's. Yeah, because I could I mean, because all for all intents and purposes, I'm purely just talking in terms of healing. Yeah. So when when we begin to heal. The there has to be an acknowledgement still. So I think part of that acceptance is integrating the forgiveness aspect to it. Yeah. And for me, you have to be able to forgive yourself. If you can't, you're fucked. Yeah, because part of me is like just accepting my flaws, but then can I forgive those flaws? Right. So is it truly acceptance if I'm not able to forgive them? And if you can't, you're going to find yourself in a big, dark, dump of, you know, just shitty depression, you know? (laughs) Yeah, which is where that can kind of go back and forth. It's cyclical, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it'll swirl around. That's what depression is, you know, it's... It's the toilet bowl where, you know, it it figures out which turds float and which don't, you know, and the Mm -hmm. ones that do are the ones you maybe hold on to. But, you know, it's. You. You can't avoid depression. That's the most dangerous thing to do. Yeah. Because if if you avoid it, if you try and suppress it, if you try and squash it down with pharmaceuticals you're only fucking yourself in the long run you're 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 defaulting yourself of any ability to deal with it naturally mm-hmm. or, or just heal like just that's heal I mean. and yes, yeah move yes, on yes, exactly that's what i mean yeah yes, i agree heal deal with deal with it naturally meaning heal yes yeah and and if, it when it happens it's a and bodily. it's going to happen. If it doesn't happen, then you've probably got a different imbalance going on up in your fucking brain. You know, if you if you make it through the majority of your adulthood never facing depression, you're probably imbalanced on the good side of things, which is usually not an issue for people. Well, like yeah, you never really have, hear people say, "Oh, I have so much like bliss and joy in my life." I need help. I mean, I've known a couple people where I was like, you know, they're always just like, ah, ah. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, why are you so happy all the time? Like, what happens if something bad happens to you? Are you just going to feel <laughs> indifferent? Right. Like, right. Or like, like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you can dilute your, we can dilute ourselves in the bliss to such a degree that we're just green with everything and we just don't really care about, like, there's, yeah, trust me, I know a people or two with this. So I should probably cut, cut myself off. 
Yeah. While, well, I'm, while I'm ahead, which is a perfect wrapping them up. Yeah. Perfect. Well, the idea is if you're coming from that depressed place and the body wants to heal. Yes. So if you're just be honest with yourself, yeah. it will begin to heal. And it is a bodily function, by the way. I was going to mention that earlier. It's like when you when you are beginning the healing process, sometimes people cry. Sometimes people just have this rush through the body. Sometimes a rash occurs. Um, a lot of the times people can't quite catch up with their breath. It's an expenditure of, of toxins and emotions. Yes. Yeah. Because those are real neuropeptide yeah. bonds that are locked on these cells that once they begin to loosen up and actually metabolize through the bloodstream, through urine or, or sweat, it can, or tears, it can, it can change you. It yeah. can, you can end up, you can recognize that, wait a minute, we're not just in the toilet bowl where there's something deeper. There's something deeper and there's something beyond. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... We're not necessarily in the toilet bowl, but we have to, we're getting to the point where we have to make an active choice as to whether or not we're a turd. Yep, absolutely. You know? Active choice, which means it becomes a skill. Yep. It becomes a skill. Well, joy. Yeah. Awareness becomes a skill at how, that point. How is it that we still, we, we live in a world where joy is a skill. Huh. How, how crazy is that? Isn't that weird? Like normally it comes natural for like my girls out back, but for us it really is a conscious effort on everyone's part. Yeah, it's something you have to go out of your way for. Yeah, I think. Or, or it's also one of those things, just like Andy Dufresne. You know, like it's one of those things you got to make in the moment yourself, too. Totally. You know, you got to make your own fun. You got to make your own games. Yeah. Like if if you feel if you find yourself in the midst of the mundane but you still have to get the job done there's no reason why you can't laugh while you do it but sometimes you got to make yourself laugh and sometimes making yourself laugh helps you do it mm. so that's where the good comedy can come in yes laughter maybe next next episode we'll we'll do we'll you want to do a top 5 uh favorite comedians just kick off next episode on the next episode. Okay, you want yeah, you want to do living and dead? Yeah, or why not? or so, I would do so, yeah. Top so five, five, and five and five, five living, five dead. Yeah, or or, or yeah, whatever you like. I mean, I'm mm. gonna do top five living or dead for me. Okay, so that's what I'll do. But okay. you can do both. I don't. Yeah, care. I'll probably do both. I, I why not? I have a hard time picking. I think at our, this point. we owe it to our audience. Oh fuck yes, and and. Comedy is one of, comedy is not only the last bastion of free speech right now, but it's still one of the best forms of medicine. It, comedy can just hijack your sense of placebo better than almost any other emotion. Mm. So, if you're out there and you're hurting, try and laugh, please. Do what makes you laugh. Please. Or think what we makes love you. Laugh. Cheers, folks. Catch you on the next one. Hit one of the buttons. Oh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of laughter. No, not that one. I didn't. Know. Shame. Hit the shame button.
<laughs> where, where is it? You're right, shame. <coughs> should be ashamed. Should be ashamed of myself. Oh, <laughs> shame! It's that price is right button. Yeah, it will end with a boom. And we hope uh, all you listeners out there really enjoyed this episode. Um, we we hope that you know this was illuminating and that you know it, it answered some questions and brought up some more. We appreciate you listening and. We hope that we're doing something good out there. Let us know what you think. Feel free to follow me on the Instagram at Harmonic Homesteading. That's Harmonic underscore Homesteading. Uh, and my Twitter handle is at Crispy Younce Man. Really appreciate you guys tuning into this. BBCR, we're your hosts, Tono and Crispy. And we'll catch you on the next round. Cheers out there.